Chris Merrill, Joe Heisinga. It's the Chris and Joe Show. Afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News. He's Joe. I'm Chris. KTAR. Joe, yesterday we talked about the Gilbert Goons. There was a press conference going on while we were on the air discussing the, the Goons case. And Ballin Overstoltz was there. He gave us a bit of an update. And you and I digested a little bit of that yesterday. But the more I thought about it after the show yesterday. The end of it kind of left us with more questions. Right? I was thirsty. And I didn't feel satiated. I wanted to know more. Quench my thirst. So we told Ballin come in here so we can interrogate him. Uh, Ballin, don't worry. It'll be an easy interrogation, kind of like the Gilbert cops on any of the goons uh, accused uh, assault. Is that I see wrong? what you did there. See what I did there? I do. That's pretty good. Ballin, help me out here. Mm-hmm. We talked yesterday about the, the principal of the Riggs Elementary School, uh, Jamie Lander, I believe is her name. Yeah. Her stepson is one of the accused goons. Uh, Richard Keener, his son is one of the guys that got, he's the guy that got clocked in the back of the head with brass knuckles, allegedly, blah, 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 whatever. Yeah. Six million my dollar Don't claim, sue me. Yeah, big stuff. claim. Mm-hmm. He was one of the guys that in and out. He said that Lander's stepson was one of the assailants. Assailants, and also in these lawsuits, he's being described as a sort of organizer for these as well. Okay, so a facilitator of sorts. Yeah. Uh, so he lays the bait, I guess, to bring people in, according to the lawsuits. According to the lawsuits, okay. yeah. So the lawsuits, there are still, what, two lawsuits against Lander, her her husband, and their and her stepson, his his son-son, right? Yeah, the stepson is definitely named in both of those, and yeah, she's involved in both of those. One of those is from Joe Beth Palmer. She has nine people named in hers, and then again, Rick Keener, who we just talked about, he has 50 people named in his lawsuit. Okay. So Keener is just casting a wide net. We're going to go after everybody, and... I mean, he's going scorched earth, and I don't blame the guy for yeah, it. Yeah, I believe 17 of those people are people we've seen come up in these cases. Some of those familiar names associated with these uh, assaults, like Jacob Pennington, Christopher Fantastic. These are names that come up in these lawsuits. These are adults, but then there are minors that are not being named publicly anyway. Yeah, Certainly yeah. not by us. Okay, so, Balin, where are we on the assault uh, case? Because this is what I, I saw a headline in the Arizona Republic, and I went, well, that seems like there's just oh, nothing to see here. And that didn't seem quite right to me. So the assault case, the criminal charges against this guy, the stepson of the of the elementary school principal, this kid, where are we on those? Because this was part of that press conference yesterday, right? Yeah, yeah, it came up kind of. I So I came in here and told you guys that that case, that threat case had been closed against Jamie Landers' son, who's been named in these. Then that was a mistake on my part. And I want to be clear and clear this up for anybody who's listening. What was closed was a threat case made at Riggs Elementary on Wednesday. That was sort of a one-off, not attached to these. Okay. The threat case against Jamie Landers' son is still open. That assault case is closed. I was told it's closed pending any developments. All right, this is uh, clear as mud now. So there was an assault case that was being investigated against Jamie Lander's stepson. Mm-hmm. That's the one that's closed. Yes. The threat case, are there any others that we know of that might be? Because in the investigation, they said they were talk- talking about charging with robbery. Do we know anything about that? Uh, not specifically yet, but uh, again, that stepson is mentioned to be in attacks at In-N-Out, also attacks at a Mesa Park. So yeah, it, he could very well be attached to some of these as well. And I want to clarify real quick here too, Bowen. You said that case is open, so... 
to clarify for you out there listening, that does not mean charges have been brought. It just means the police are still looking at it and could refer charges. So he could be charged. Basically, right now, open investigation. They're still doing more research or fact-finding. Exactly, yeah, for those allegations of threats made by him. Okay. I feel like we had two timelines running at the same time. We've got the assault investigation, then we've got the other investigation. Oh, but then we also have the, the, the claims the or civil the, lawsuits. the civil lawsuits. All right. So basically, we've got three realities happening all at once. And then you've got... Dr. Strange is going to have to straighten all this out for us. Then you've got Jamie Lander's son, who, you know, big shock to you and I, Chris. He, Stepson. Yeah. He, he went on social media and said, it'll all be over soon. What does that mean? So you can take, does that mean that the case is going to be done soon? Which, you know, he feels like, hey, this was dropped, so I'm, hold, I'm hold, in the clear. Hold, hold on, hang on, hold on. Those are really vague words. Balan, any any bells going off in your head here? Because I'm feeling like when somebody says this will all be over soon, we've got, to me, that's either plea for help, you know, indicator of yeah. self-harm, plea for help, indicator of harming others, right? And because how many of these... How many of these violent attacks have we seen nationwide where they go, well, they were on social media just yesterday saying this, and we all go, man, why didn't anybody say anything? I took it to mean. But you think he's saying, hey, guys, it's all. I'm going like- to be in the clear real soon here. Okay. Now, do, do we have any update, Bowen? We asked you about this a little bit yesterday, too. The, the criminal street gang accusations, the, the investigation that they're doing there, why is that so significant? What are they if they do find that the Gilbert goons are a criminal street gang, what would that mean for the goons themselves? Yeah, I look forward to asking Chief Solberg that question every every, every time they do the presser. Where is the investigation at? It's always the same. You know, they're working through it. Um, but if if they're found to be a criminal street gang, really, that just means that the people in found to be in that gang can be punished harder. Participating in a criminal street gang in Arizona is a class two felony and assisting the gang. So maybe not being identified to be a part of it, but around it is a class three felony. All right. If I'm not mistaken, this, I think that the street gang thing means you're basically brought into like a RICO category. This is criminal organization, organized crime. In other words, like bloods, crips, like you don't necessarily have to be on the assault, but if you're part of the gang, you can be brought up, like you said, for assisting, right? Like that in and of itself would be a felony. It's more of a catch-all kind of, too. Kind of. That's how they brought down the mob, right? That's how Rudy Giuliani brought down the mob was with RICO cases. Uh, and then that's how they gang, brought Rudy down. Similar terminology, yep. Yeah. All right. That's fascinating. Cool. Balan, thank you so much. Thanks, guys, really for Really great. Me. Really great stuff there. Joe, I'm fascinated by, again, the behavior from the principal, uh, who's now on leave at the Riggs Elementary. This is the Jamie Lander that we're talking about. Her stepson, one of the guys that uh, may or may not have been involved, blah, 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 whatever. Mm-hmm. You know, prosecutors don't think there's enough evidence for charges. Not now, anyway, but maybe more in the future, right? If and only if, I guess, more victims come forward in many of these cases, uh, that's another aspect that we touched on yesterday. They're still asking for help finding victims. Yeah, that Keener case is really interesting, too. We were kind of role-playing how that's played out, too, where the other, I believe, other five individuals from that case, the charges have not been dropped there. They were just dropped against Jamie Lander's stepson. And, and... 
you have him coming forward and saying, you know, it'll all be over soon. And the police do still say on record that he took this like bladed stance out there, which to me, I take what to mean like a traditional fighting stance, kind of like clenched fist, you know, like Jack Johnson, like, right. one arm fully extended, sure. the other one up by the chin. So even though they don't have him throwing any punches on video, <laughs> the article said that the definition of assault simply means that you're in a threat, like you're afraid for your life. Here's the thing that Keener said, too, is that he said he is very upset. He's ticked. He is really ticked. And I think he should be. Because I got to believe that we're continuing to see a miscarriage of justice here. I know it's an overused term. It's why I used it. It felt right. I feel as though this is a situation where the police or the prosecutors are letting victims down. And I'm very bothered by that. So, Gilbert Police asking for your help now in doing their job. We'll dive into a a little bit of the why on that next. It's the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Why are the Gilbert Police looking for victims and not suspects? I think in many cases because they already have the suspects. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Heizinga. The question as we dive into what's the why, why are they looking for victims and not suspects? Joe, this news came yesterday. My hot take on this was, my God, if not for the the criminals in this case recording themselves or... I want to just give a shout out. I can't remember which news organization said it. They referred to it as videotaping themselves, which, of course, is not the case. But as as an old guy, I appreciated that call. Uh, If not for these guys with their camcorders. Phones. We wouldn't even know that an assault had occurred because the Gilbert police don't know that there's a victim. Sure seems that way. The only reason they know that there's a victim is because the actual assailants recorded themselves victimizing someone. Mm -hmm. Joe. Very frustrated by this. I'm right there with you. Why are we looking for the victims and not going after these? We already know who the suspects are. Why are we not going after these suspects? Victims be damned. What about the suspects? You got somebody committing assault on camera. Go. So, so we know who the suspects are, but I'll throw some theories out there. Go ahead. Perhaps we need the victim to make a case without a victim, without a complainant. Yeah. What case do you really have? So you need somebody to come forward and say, hey, they punched me in the face. It was that guy. Crimes against humanity. Crimes against society. I'm just making things up, but I don't want these guys to get away because someone else is afraid to come forward. Yeah, but don't you need a victim in a case? It can't just be, well, we've got this guy who, who you- punched this person. Don't you need that person to come forward and say, yes, they did do that to me, and I am unhappy about it? This is, it's uh, like classic law and order. Like, unless you have somebody on the stand right. who says, I got clocked and I, I want to press charges, right. you don't have anything. Right. So that's why they're trying to Except reverse engineer these cases. Law and order is written by Hollywood writers. Yeah. So suppose that you have someone who beats up on their spouse, and the police show up, and they go... Uh, hey, we just got complaints that uh, someone's been beating up, you know, that there's a fight over here. Yeah, we got a phone call. And, and she comes to the door and she's got a black eye and she's crying and, and scratches. There's the victim. And, and he comes to the door and he's got scratches on his neck that looks like there were probably defensive wounds or something, okay. right? All right, so you've got a victim, a likely assailant. The cop says, what happened? She goes, oh, we just had a disagreement, mm-hmm. right? Well, how'd you get that black eye? Uh, he bumped me. 
Mm-hmm. Right. It's obvious that something has gone on here. It's more than just a bump. Sure. Officers say, do you want to press charges? She says, no. Officers don't walk away. They'll still make the arrest if the crime was evident. Or they'll take somebody away, at least for the night. And, you know, if but they you don't show have, back up. That whole do you want to press charges is such a Hollywood thing mm-hmm. and not a real life thing. I mean, maybe some people use that to get away with not following okay, so, up paperwork. You, on, like, we've heard cases, because though, too. Many quick. murder victims refuse to press charges. Cops ask the dead bodies, do you want to press charges? And they say no. That's a little different. Do I have to have uh, a body to prove a murder? No. Right? No! But Hollywood says I do. No, it, I, it's a lot easier to sure prove is. a murder. Right? That's the habeas corpus thing, right? But it is a lot easier to prove a murder, but you don't have to necessarily have somebody say, I want to press charges. So, but do the cops sit there and go, hey, it's really tough to prove an assault case yeah. if a victim doesn't want to come oh, forward and say they were assaulted. Sure, it's a lot easier, but my question is, even if you can find the victim, suppose you find a victim and you've got people on camera standing around this victim about as others are pummeling them, will they even press charges? Because we just found out in one case where the victim, Keener in this case, says that was one of the guys that beat me up. They have video of that guy at the scene taking what you call the bladed stance, which is basically like the old Jack Dempsey, I'm ready to take you out. Mm-hmm. Um, put your dukes up. Put your dukes up, right. And uh, and they go, well, there really isn't enough here to show probable cause. But the, all of the other people. You have eyewitness testimony. You have video of him at the scene. All of the other people. With the motivation. Who who were involved have been charged. Yeah. But then you have this one on video with the bladed stance. And yeah. again, the, the definition of assault basically says, all you need to do is feel threatened for your life. Sure. And I said to you. Before we came on the air. Hey, if I come at you with clenched fists. Yeah, I'm not afraid. Okay, but what if somebody else did? Okay, then I'd be afraid. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. And in that case, that's, that, I mean, that's the difference between assault and battery. Right? You've heard somebody being charged with assault and battery. Mm-hmm. That's the difference between assault and battery. So the police are looking to identify the victims. They're also looking to identify, uh, with the police in, in Queen Creek, I guess, are looking to identify a car Help me understand this, because this is another one that seems really confusing to me. Mm-hmm. They're asking for help finding a car that was caught, must have been on somebody's like ring cam or their, uh, whatever, their yard camera, whatever. Uh, and they say, have you seen this car? It was near the Preston Lord homicide. So you think that, too. I'm thinking... What if one of the goons out there somehow captures this car on on another video? Either way, they're still looking for the car. Correct. They have a picture of the car. Yeah. And I went, oh, they've got they've got the car that was used in the Preston Lord homicide. Mm -hmm. But you quickly corrected me. And they're looking for that car because they say that it it might have been witness to, quote, another incident that occurred near the scene of Preston Lord's assault. Well, okay, where's the most dangerous neighborhood in the valley right now? <laughs> That's a loaded question. It is a loaded question, isn't it? But doesn't it feel like for a period of time in 2022 and 2023, it was Gilbert? Well, might have been. I mean, it certainly is the most high profile. We can probably get into why that is the case in a future show. But It's like the epicenter of teen violence uh, right now. Either that or we just accept it in other neighborhoods. We go, well, that's where the gangs are. Okay, oh. well, if this is a gang. Mm. Throw it on the pile. So but what one. does another incident mean? Is I that another know. beating? I don't know. They said later in the article that they had many calls that night of different things going on. Yeah, there were like 100 plus kids out there 
involved all over the neighborhood. And you and I went and looked at that area. There's a large clearing with like what looked to be an empty lot. Yeah, a couple empty lots there, yeah. And I could easily picture 100 plus kids running around out there. Absolutely. And if you've got 100 plus teenagers, potentially some alcohol involved, who knows what's going on. That would be illegal. Wouldn't surprise me if there was any number of things going on that night. Indeed. And it could run the gamut, right? Well, I mean, we, know we know from the, that there was a homicide. There was a homicide. Could, there could have been other assaults of various kinds, too. We call them incidents. Another incident. Another incident. Chris. Yeah. I come back to what's going on now in Gilbert. Looking for victims, not going to charge people who have been identified by victims, uh, ongoing investigations. When this all started, it was so clumsily handled, so ham-handed that you had... Uh, you had the officers at one point said, well, the victims didn't tell us that they were connected to other victims, so how would we know? They didn't say Gilbert Goons. Which is the dumbest thing ever. Like, that's, guess how you catch serial criminals? You put the pieces together, that's literally your job as a detective, right? So it it hurts me to say this, but my faith in that department is low right now. And so I wanted to open the phones if we could. The phone number is 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-5827. The press conference yesterday had the Gilbert police chief says, we're doing all we can. We're going to find these other victims, but we're probably not going to charge this guy. and probably not going to do that. We're probably going to do that. Oh, they didn't even mention that they weren't going to charge. That's just not going to happen. they were dropping the charges. There's nothing going on here. Let's just not talk about it. Do you, here's your phone, uh, here's your uh, uh, your question. And again, 602-277-KTAR. Do you trust the police when they say, Trust us. We'll hold everybody responsible and we'll get justice for the victims. So do you trust the police when they say trust us? 602-277-5827. The M3F Music Festival is heading to Steel Indian School Park. March 1st and 2nd, 100% of all the profits from the music festival go to various charities throughout the Valley. Limited tickets still available for purchase. You can win a pair right now. All you have to do, visit the contest page at KTAR.com. While the police want us to trust them, the track record just isn't there. However, a case could be made for doubling down and placing our trust on those very same people. That's next, the Chris and Joe Show, KTAR News. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. Trust is a two-way street. I'm Chris Merrill. He's Joe Huizinga. And I think an awful lot of people are having some issues with trusting the police force in Gilbert right now because so much of what we've seen with the Gilbert Goons case has been ham-handed. At best, we'd say it's ham-handed. Some of the arguments early on were like, uh, hey, why don't you guys put this together? And they said, well, the victims didn't tell us that it was part of a string of, like, crimes. (laughs) What? What? And uh, now they're going, hey, listen, we need some victims. We know that there's a crime. We just, we're going to need some victims, please. We've got it on video. We just need some victims to come forward. And it seems, it's very frustrating to me. And in fact, I think it's very frustrating to a lot of people. What do we do about that? And do you trust the police when they say, trust us? 602-277-KTAR, 602-277-KTAR. Start me off. Kevin is in East Valley. Kevin, what's your perspective, my friend? Where's our level of trust? Well, yes, you, you need to, to trust your police officers. When they tell you 
if I don't have a victim, I don't have a crime. And that is so true in many different cases about the only thing that we have any leeway in is when it's a domestic violence case. Then we can become the victim and then we can make an arrest. And a lot of times that's exactly what we do. But for you to say it's Hollywood was very frustrating for me. I pulled my car over on the side of the road, and I'm, I'm like, I got to call this guy to let him know. No, that is true. It's not Hollywood. If we don't have a victim, we absolutely do not have a crime. So that's what they're doing is they're trying to get a victim what happens, to be able to come forward. What happens, Kevin, if we've got uh, – if, if you have a situation – let's say that Joe – let's say that I punch Joe. Very likely scenario okay. here, Kevin. All right. Let's say I pop him really okay. good. And you, you show up and you say, Joe, what happened? And Joe says, that guy punched me. And then I look at Joe and I go, oh, did I? And Joe says, oh, you know what? My mind is slipping. No, he didn't punch me. I don't want to press any charges. Does that mean that you can't follow through and go, obviously, this guy just assaulted this other dude? Yeah, if, if Joe says, I don't want to press charges, I'm not going forward with anything, then it's absolutely, it was it's over. All There's right. nothing we can do. All right. All right. Well, there is disorderly conduct, but uh, it's rarely, I, I see prosecutors in the city that would rarely prosecute that. But, you know, for the most part, I'm just going to say shake hands or give somebody a hug, and I'm on my way, going on to the next call. Right. Yeah. All right. Well, I think, it's, I think some of that's garbage. Thanks, Kevin. Appreciate that uh, clarification. I think we need to talk to some legislators so that we can press charges against people that commit assault, even if the victim doesn't want to, because they're afraid. How about if there's video of it that shows what happens? Oh, my gosh. Even that kid. Remember, we were talking about Jamie Lander. That is the principal of the Riggs Elementary who is on leave right now because her her son, her stepson, stepson's the minor who's accused of being one of the goons. The detective, in conversation with them, the detective asked the stepson to identify attackers. Both Lander and her husband interceded, according to reports. Lander said she didn't want her stepson put in harm's way because he named names. In other words, they're afraid of retribution. So, But then didn't Bowen just tell us as well that, that there are some who are claiming that Jamie Lander's stepson could be a ringleader of sorts with some of this. Don't know for sure, but we do know that retribution is kind of a calling card of the goons. Mm -hmm. So if what I'm hearing from the officer there is true, Kevin, and again, Kevin, I appreciate you calling, um, because I I love being told I'm wrong. Ask my wife. If If what he says is true, why wouldn't the goons go through and tell everyone else, we will kill you and your whole family if you turn us in? Why wouldn't they How do we know they didn't? We don't. So obviously the law needs to be changed. It's garbage. It's garbage. And I have trust issues, Joe. Big trust issues. I appreciate Kevin saying, no, no, you need to trust the cops. No, I'm really conflicted on this one because it's easy to say the cops did a bad job here. And it's easy to say, Chris, that the laws need to change. But it's tough to actually make those things happen. Oh, is it tough? Yes, it is tough. You know what else is tough? Surviving a brass knuckle attack. And uh, and I would go the other way, too. It's easy to, you know, Kevin called in and say, hey, we need to trust the cops, but they've done a bad job here. Yeah. So you, you've got these two opposing forces yeah. where, you know, what are you going to do in the end? And I want to believe that the cops will do a good job and you should trust the cops. They haven't done a great job here. And then I sit there and go, let's turn to the mayor. The mayor needs to step up out in Gilbert and do something. And this mayor 
is going to do something. She's not going to seek re-election. So how much further down the road are we going to get before we do see justice for some of these victims out there? Are we running into a situation? We've all been places before. You've worked with people. You work with people who are doing their best, but their best isn't good enough for the job that they're in. That doesn't mean that they're bad people. Are we running into a situation where we have intent versus ability? In other words, the chief, the detectives, they intend to do well. I don't I don't think some people have claimed that there's a cover-up because this has been so poorly handled. I'm not ready to go down that road. Mm-hmm. I do, I'm going to give them the benefit of the doubt and say, listen, they want to find, they want to prosecute all these different things. But this was so clumsy from the beginning. Are we at a situation where the ability just doesn't match the intent here? Like, you're just not up for the task. That's not it. I think that's well stated. But again, the problem comes in and that the solution cannot be immediate or doesn't seem to immediately present itself of Gilbert PD is not doing a great job here. So we're going to hand this over to I'll just pick a name out of a hat. Mesa. Okay. why not? I, I would like that to happen, but it's not happening. And I don't know if that's the the mayor who would step in or a board of supervisors or who would step in and say, hey, you know what? We've got enough smoke here and enough questions. We don't feel like this is getting handled. But when you're you point out looking for victims and not it's not like it was a victim from a case that happened two weeks ago. We're going back to 2022 here. Right. That's over a year. The further you get away from something like that, the harder it is. My inside just goes, yeah, not just the harder, the less likely it's going to be that somebody will be prosecuted for it. Sure. Time matters. And they boned this from the beginning, Joe, which means there have to be changes. And you're like, but I hope that they do really well. No. Well, I I hope I make it to the NBA, but my rotund frame and my inability to jump more than three inches in the air would mean that my intent doesn't match my ability. But the problem is, if you then have a mayor and others in charge out there who aren't going to do anything, we're kind of stuck until the voters take charge and maybe either vote in somebody who will get something to happen, or maybe they elect somebody else who isn't very on the ball, and this never gets handled the right way. There is a... We see it in sports all the time, which is why I was walking you down that line. You want to do this right, right? Suppose you're the general manager of, like, the Cardinals, okay? They've had a rough go of it here. The Cards have not been great the last few years. Is that? Can we say that? Yes. They finally made a change at coach, that sort of thing, right? Mm-hmm. Suppose, though, that you're the GM and you say, you know what? We're going to go all in. We're going to get that number one overall pick. We're going to find this uh, draft pick that's going to change our program. And then the draft pick comes in. You paid a ton for him. And it's not working out. Oh, how about look at yeah. Kyler Murray? He was injured the last couple of years at, at various points. He, some people said his heart wasn't totally into the game. You I could mean, say I'm, this is playing out in real life with I mean, the Cardinals, if, too. If you want to call out the, the Cardinals, Joe, you can call out the Cardinals, because mm-hmm. I'm sure the offensive line would probably like to know where you live. You're going to say the coach and the GM need to go? No. I'm going to say that the mistake uh-huh. is not admitting that you made a mistake. It's called the sunken cost fallacy. In other words, we spent so much money on this player and they haven't performed. You know what we should do? Spend more money on them. That's the sunken cost fallacy. Mm-hmm. And and uh, Kenny Rogers had a great piece of advice. You got to know when to hold them and know when to fold them. But how often, means you lose your ante. You're how, out. How often do people sit there in sports and go, hey, the... The coach, the GM, the players, they're all a problem, which really points the finger at ownership, and the ownership doesn't have to change. Yeah. 
So in this case, I feel like we're, we're kind of dealing with some of that, though, too, of, yes, I think the police need to change. The mayor needs to change. The you voters, the, voter? the voters need to be the one to make the change. And will the voters either a have good options to make <laughs> a good change or will they elect that person who will bring change? All right. We're talking about uh, changing. You know, do we trust the police? And all of a sudden, Joe just said everyone needs to move out of Gilbert and we need to bring in new voters. That seemed to escalate quickly. We'll try to get to the bottom of the criminal acts in the East Valley. Legislators, though, are trying to tighten some laws around weapons like we saw used in some of these assaults. You're going to find out why their efforts are all in vain. Chris and Joe, afternoons 2 to 4 on KTAR News 92.3 and the KTAR News app. The Chris and Joe Show. Trust goes a long ways when we talk about our elected officials. Do you trust the officers to get to the bottom to hold people responsible for the uh, the assault in the Gilbert Goons case? Uh, Joe, this is one we've been kicking around for a while. We also talked about the brass knuckles earlier this week. And one of the issues the officers have with the brass knuckles thing, they're still legal in Arizona. But now we're finding out legislators say, okay, we might, we might want to outlaw brass knuckles. But then I was reading today, you showed me the article where that might be a... That might be a challenge. Because in some cases that a belt buckle could actually like have brass knuckles on it. So then is it a is it a belt buckle? Is it brass knuckles? Well, if you take it off the belt buckle, is it then brass knuckles or can you still say it's a belt buckle? And when you and I talked about this a week or so ago, I said, you know, don't ban it. And I think you said don't ban it because, again, what are you going to do? Are you going to ban everything? Are you going to ban baseball bats? What about pepper spray, tasers, all those things? Yeah, I just, yeah. Like, how about just you, bans in general bother me. How about yeah. go after the assault itself? You don't need to ban the weapon. Right. But there, Could like, I come up with one of those little mini James Bond pistols and use that as a belt buckle and be like, I'm not carrying. This is my belt buckle. You'd have to ask the legislature that. Right. They're, they're having a tough time working through that. Do you trust that the officers are going to... I don't distrust the officers. I just don't have faith that they're going to get this 100% right. That we're going to get all of the the victims justice. Yeah, I don't their know intent that gonna, is good out in yeah, Gilbert. You believe that. But perhaps the, the hierarchy, the chief, Michael Solberg, some of the others, perhaps they just don't know how to... Do this. Dot all the I's, cross the T's, make everything happen the that's, way it should. That's my concern. Annie is in Gilbert. Annie, do you trust the the uh, the authorities in your in your city? I do not. I do not trust them because they've had all the evidence. They've had people come forward. They've closed cases and they've told them, oh, they didn't have it in evidence when they did. And you know what? Some of these people were friends with some of them, like the mayor and some of the people in the police department. And, of course, they're going to help out their friends and, and do whatever can to sweep it under the rug. But this could have been this could have been stopped long ago when it first happened. Instead of sweeping it on the rug and protecting their friends and their children and allowing it to escalate. And now we're here at this point. And now their friends are like, oh, I gave you all this money. What are you going to do for me? Well, I mean, come on. Like, no one's going to ever cop to saying they got any money. And at are, the same time. I, I hear you. You're making some some strong claims of, uh, of corruption, basically. So then, Annie, I would I would ask you, 
do you feel like somebody from an outside department needs to come in and actually take a look at the, not only the Gilbert Goons assault cases, but somebody else needs to start auditing that department? I mean, are, is it time to, to contact the state and say, 100%. bring some, okay, all right, bring 100%. somebody in. Yeah. A hundred percent. I mean, bring someone else in, bring the Mesa PD. They seem like they're, they have a lot more going on in there than Gilbert is. And let me just tell you that my own child goes to a Gilbert and a school in Gilbert. And one of the goons was at their fundraiser. My child took a picture with one of the goons. They put my child at risk. Who knows what could have happened? Of course, he didn't do anything to him. But at the same time, that makes me so upset that they they put my own child at risk and allowed him to be on a fundraiser. I don't care. You saw him in a video. He should not be there. He should not be around little kids. My yep. child's 10. Yeah, no, it's gonna it's gonna stop. Andy, thank you for the call. Appreciate that passion. Uh, let me grab Mike in Phoenix. I want to get one more thought here. Mike, do you trust that the police are gonna get this right? You know, guys, uh, I always love cops, but they're making it hard. Uh, you guys are right with you know. I think we need some policy changes and everything, but the way they've handled this case has been greatly mismanaged. Um, you know, they're making they're making Gilbert over here just turn into a bad town. I think uh, last couple of years it's gone downhill. They're making Eloy look like the new Scottsdale. Um, and I hate to say it, but I, I think that this would have never happened under Kerry Lake and Donald Trump ever since that election was stolen. All right. Thanks, Mike. I don't know if I've ever heard anybody say that Eloy is the new Scottsdale, but maybe we'll put that in a promo from now on. There you go. Yeah, Eloy is the new Scottsdale. And you and I took a drive out there the other day. The city itself looked pretty nice, I got to say. We, listen, we went into White Wing. We were, uh, we were around. We went... Yeah, the neighborhood is, I think the cheapest house we saw there was 1 million, 1.2, something like that. Mm-hmm. And I don't think I've ever seen somebody with a four-car RV garage. Teen violence problem, sure. Is the town falling apart? That's a leap. Probably not going to say that. Right. All right, we're going to move on here at 3 o'clock. You may have heard on KTAR that legislators are legalizing medical psilocybin. All right, we're going to get you the story on that. It's Chris and Joe, KTAR News.